welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where when you get a rental car, you ride it like you stole it. I'm Crispy Crown. I am Mr. Jaywitt. And I am Hellion. Ever just have like a shit car? <laughs> just one? I don't think I've ever had a good car. That's my thing right now. <laughs> oh, so that's your oh, trend perfect, then. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect for this episode then. <laughs> I'm the most skilled mechanic. We were just saying right beforehand, Jay and I were talking, it's like, you know, I mean, I have owned quite a number of cars in my time, but I haven't really had that many shitty ones. Like, there were some that weren't great, uh, but I can really only think of, like, one or two that I would consider to be just pieces of crap. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Have you ever had a Ford Focus? No. No. Oh, they, there are a lot of them, uh, and that, and they're easy to work on, which is the only benefit I've ever ha- heard about my car. <laughs> They're easy mm. to work on, which means people have had to fix them enough times. Yep, and there's enough random shit lying around that you can make it work. So what you're saying is the Ford Focus is kind of like the starship of Star Wars, where like any junkyard has parts for it. Look, two two minutes in, I brought up Star Wars, and it's not even a it's not even a sci-fi. Episode. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's is that what you currently have as a Focus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And. I need to get rid of it. It is a hunk of junk and I need a new car. I don't blame you. I was getting an oil change and the guy was like, oh, do you want to like flush your um, engine and like make sure to get that all working nice? And I was like, no, this car's not worth it. And he just looked at it and goes, yeah. I <laughs> just laughed and like went, yeah. Didn't you say like the floorboards are rusted through? Um, No, actually the floorboards oh. are fine. I Okay. It's, the, the trim is getting there. But like okay. it's not that's not that bad. Okay. That's usually what happens is the trim starts to peel as the glue starts to, to like just melt. Yeah. Disintegrate. The car does have car nipples though. Car nipples, you say? Yes, car nipples. Um Is this like the sequel to butt wigglers or <laughs> No worse. This, this is low quality stuff. I don't have automatic rear windows. Like I have to manually oh. um where I don't know if you've ever seen these things. They're just like little nubs on between the windshield and like the driver's side window like that that aluminum that truck chassis just that beam they like install this really stupid little thing on them for manual window halion just nodding at me aggressively why (laughs) um where you just sort of like twist them left and right to move your window left and right your uh, driver's side window same thing with your oh, passenger. Are you talking about your window or your mirrors? Mirrors. Sorry. Mirrors, your driver's yeah. side mirrors. Yeah. 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 They just look like two nipples that I got in my car. You got to tweak them in order to set the mirrors right. Right. Now, I know this is, may come to a shock to you, but my first car did not have power windows. It was the crank. I don't have power windows either right now. It didn't well, right now, but it came standard. Right, it, mm-hmm. it was built in. It just doesn't quit working. This car, my no. first car, no, 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 no. really, no. that piece that bad. It does. Wow, oh you, wow, you got that like. Oh, base. Have that as a feature. You got that base, base, base model. Yeah. Like Super that, base. Yeah, that was like the nine ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, uh, Ford Focus. I got you. Oh, the Woodstock oh. ninety nine of Ford Focuses. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's now. Do you start to feel the like? Listen, I know this car runs, but like, <laughs> really? Well, look, you, you are a you are a pretty basic guy, though. I mean, you don't have a you know a, a 
with like automatic windows. I feel like I am <laughs> high quality enough of a whore that I get automatic windows. You're right. You deserve automatic windows. You, yeah. You're you are good enough. God damn it. Yeah. It's my windows, and I need them now. <laughs> uh, see, the only problem is when automatic windows is when they quit working. And then, like, you go to the drive-thru and you have to open the door and, like, step half out to talk to the people in the drive-thru. Oh, that's, that's just common every, um, every year in the winter. Every, like, like, roughly a fifth of the people have a, have that. That is a normal, everyday thing here in the Midwest. Hmm. Is it just because they stop working or is it because they're frozen and they won't open yeah, and close? frozen. Okay, gotcha. In theory, okay. you can just, you can just sit there and just wham on your door until it'll work. Yeah, or the or the window breaks. Yeah, yeah, or you know what really sucks with the windows is when like the handle breaks. Yeah, and you just got to get like a pair of pliers or something to be able to actually crank down the window. Have you done that? <laughs> I I've seen it. I haven't had a car that I've had to do that, but my friend's grandparents had a car that was that bad of a beater that we had to use pliers to get the windows to go down. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the mail. So uh, hand me my C clamps. <laughs> Uh, I never have had to do that. If if I remember correctly, you had to like put your weight into the door one door to close it because it would, didn't want to close. Oh yeah, yeah. I had uh, friends whose door, the motor in the door, quit, and so the door would just slide. Like there was nothing; it wouldn't oh. hold it up, right? So oh. the so, so the solution was to get one person to hold the door, you know, pull the window and like, you know, mime walk it up till it's in the upright position all the way up. And then the other person takes like two of those rubber door stops and just like what? with a mallet pounds them into the gap. So you're just using these door stops as to just like wedge the window oh up against God. the door frame to hold it in place. I thought you were just going to tape it. Oh no, nope. the tape's not gonna hold in this humidity. No, <laughs> no, no. You got to wedge that bad boy in place, and of course, inevitably, that means if you're going down a bumpy road, they they you know would work loose, and then the window just slams down uh, into the door. Oh. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> but I, I never had that problem. I my I, my first car was a 1978 Chevrolet El Camino, and it had it did have cranks. Of course, it was an El Camino. Of course, it was, man. It's the mullet of cars. It's all business in the front and party in the back, right? Um, but it, you, you would crank the windows up. It had manual locks. Like you had to un like unlock the door with the handle. And the, but the lock, it had like still had the manual locks. Like you had to pop the lock to lock the door and unlock the door. It had no air conditioning, did not come with air conditioning. Ooh. <laughs> of course not. That costs money. Yeah. My my air my air conditioning was rolling the windows down. That was my air conditioning. Um, but God, I love that car. I I miss that car. It got a, like eleven miles to the gallon. But oh, it was so much fun to drive that car. Um, but then I should probably mention just relatively early. I am not a car guy. I just am a car. I know cars by like osmosis, basically from work. Oh, that's the only reason I know anything about cars. I wouldn't consider myself a car guy, but I I do have certain proclivities and things I like in cars. I do have appreciation 
for certain styles and types. My my dad is a car guy. My dad was always a car guy growing up. He's always I've seen I've seen his notebooks that he would doodle in high school and middle school from when he was a kid. And he was like drawing engines and like Ford racing logos and shit. So my my dad's just always been about cars. It just didn't entirely transfer to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do have an appreciation for them. I just don't fetishize them like some guys, some people do. That's a healthy way to look at cars, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to think about fetishism in cars because that'll take us places we don't want to go on this podcast. Oh, I, we've gone to so much places than that. <laughs> Let's see how deep these waters are. My, um, one of the shittiest cars I ever got was my first wife and I had been married about two or three years. and. We had both gotten jobs. We were making, you know, for us, what we felt like at the time was decent money. And so we decided we would trade in her 91 Geo Tracker. Oh, boy. That little fun box. I don't know what that is. Can you go through for me? Yeah. Uh, just a second. Please. He needs to see this. See, I, I know exactly the car you're talking about. The minute you said Tracker, it's like, oh. Um, here we go. The most 90 of car 90s of cars. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, oh crap. This is basically was her car. So that was her car. It's it's like uh it's in the un uh, unplugged. Okay. Okay, so okay. that's more Yeah, that's GeoTracker, all right. So that looks very small. It's nearly a truck. It almost has a bed. It's got yeah. a half bed and like no rear anywhere 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 else except for driver and passenger and did they have a middle seat or no no you had you had two bucket seats you had two bucket seats in the back but you had which you only had you know the two doors and then it had a soft rag top back you know back top and it's basically it's like a tiny little sporty suv type thing except it's kind of like if you took like a honda civic jacked it up with high where it sat up higher and then made it and then tried to make it look like a jeep with but it had but it was not as reliable as the honda civic and and had all the worst qualities of a jeep it was loud as fuck it rode like you know like the suspension was made out of bricks (laughs) um it got great gas mileage though because uh she she had a it was a stick shift so we got like 40 miles to the gallon or something some ridiculousness in that car um so it's like it's like an off-brand jeep it's a jerp it not even that it, 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 it jerps. <laughs> like there's a reason that geo doesn't exist anymore that's all i'll say right what they um, don't exist anymore i can't imagine why but it, it was it's like it's one of those cars you get when you're in high school or college because it, you, you care more about looking cool and having fun and less about reliability and practicality but i, I want to see if you can ha- what, what a geo tracker goes for these days Oh, God. So it's either going to be like a, oh, no, I only drive Saab. What in the fuck? Why is there one going for 23 grand? Oh, that's why. It's only got 1,900 miles on it. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, dude, some people get, now that people are getting my age. You can buy one for 2,500, two, two, holy shit. Yeah, we're, we're getting, we're, our kids are leaving and we're pining for those yesterdays. Of when we were going having our midlife crises, uh, of course, people are going to spend ridiculous amounts of money to go rebuy their high school car. I, I'm I'm just going to say this: if if you have a midlife crisis and you want to go buy a geo jeep a, a geo tracker, my advice is don't <laughs> just don't. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. 
Yeah. Uh, going back to what you said earlier, though, uh, about Honda Civics, you you reminding me of my one car that I had. It wasn't necessarily a shit car. I guess it kind of was, because it wasn't exactly the greatest car, but it was still a fun one, and that was my 93 Honda Del Sol that I drove in college. You don't want to know what a Del Sol is. No, I don't. See, I'm not a car guy. I just build car parts. Those were, uh, that was a coupe, coupe, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little tiny one. It was this little two-seater that you, oh, wow, I found a picture that looks just like it. The, 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 the neat little bit about it was it had a hard top convertible, so you just pull the roof off and put it in the trunk. Oh, mm-hmm. that, yeah. I had I had a few friends in high school who had that, and they were like, it's the best thing ever, until, like, it rained. It rained. And they are like, oh, no, this is awful. Or in my case, until your one friend breaks the handle off and you can't take the top off anymore. <laughs> That's better than not being able to put the top on. That, that literally is my car, minus the spoiler on the back. I think mine was didn't have one or it was red. But, yeah, that that's a Del Sol, and I love that car. I unironically love driving that car. It was a lot of fun. It, I mean, it definitely needed a new radio in it, and we put a Bluetooth in, which was really nice. But I will say that the seats were not the most comfortable things to ride in after two-hour drives. My back definitely hurt getting out of those. But, man, just, just for having a car, like, to do, like, daily commutes and stuff, that'd be perfect. See, that's the thing. It's like the Geo Tracker is, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to get one, but for something to, like, drive around town, that'd be a good fit. Well, it was fun. Um. I, I remember very clearly that it was spring break of our freshman year of college, which is where my, my wife and I met. We were just dating. And her family was, we, we met in college in Georgia, but her family lived in Cincinnati. And so mm. on spring break, she decided, well, I'm going to drive home and bring my boyfriend to meet my family. So we yeah. took off. Yeah. So we took off in her ge- little geo tracker and we're driving up from Georgia. We get about halfway through Tennessee, and she decides she's done driving. She doesn't want to drive anymore. She has a headache. She wants me to drive. The only problem is wow, I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. Mm. I mean, my dad had taught me how to drive. He had a little four-speed uh, uh, Datsun pickup, which... Oh, Datsun. Yeah, kids, if you don't know, Nissan used to be known as Datsun, and then in the 80s, they changed their name to Nissan. But this was a little, crack, little piece of crap, little you know, tiny little pickup that had a four speed manual transmission that my dad had. And he kind of taught me how to drive it a little bit when I was, you know, like 12 or 13 going up and down the dirt road we lived on. Um, but I hadn't messed with a stick shift since then. And and she was basically like, tough shit, you're going to learn. And so I literally just kind of had to learn on the, ma- on a major, on the major highway in what between, the- yeah, in between Knoxville and, um, and Cincinnati, but I figured it out. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't grind too many gears. As I've discovered with you driving, you are not, you are an aggressive driver. Am I? What? That doesn't sound like. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it is nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay, I need to go now and I don't care. Fuck you. I'm in the way. You're in my way. Look, if people could just understand (laughs) that I'm on the road and they're in my way. It would if it just make everybody would be so much happier if they would just m- see me coming and clear out of the way. I don't know what's so difficult to understand about this. I'm just gonna say this much: uh, you don't know true fear until you drive with someone from New Jersey. You will you will learn very quickly what road warriors like. And I don't, and I don't need to. I will say uh, truthfully, I know I'm not a great driver. I'm actually way better now than when I was younger. Way better. 
Yeah, because you're older and you're not as distracted. No, I just don't drive quite as fast and quite as aggressively as I used to. That's what you want us to think. <laughs> cut, cut to you drifting around corners. Does your rage still there? Is it still there from the... Has that gone work gotten worse or better? Rage is real. Worse. And, oh. and it's 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 two things that set me off. Now I'm not like a honk honk, you know, lay on my honk, you know, flip people <laughs> off. Like I'm just a silent, you know, rage in my car, not roll down my window and rage at the at other drivers. Um, that's not me. But uh-huh. the two the two things that will completely just set me like i can be just driving along everything's great i've had a good day i'm thinking you about work live in a beautiful scenic area yeah everything's fine until i get behind somebody driving too slow in the left lane and i will start to lose my mind like i will be cursing them and swearing them and just like just like just go just go just go just go what are you doing there why just get over here just get it like i will be just i will talk like a crazy person in the car that or again that. I'm perfectly fine. We're just driving along. My kids are in the car. We're just having a conversation, maybe listening to some music. And then somebody decides they're going to make a turn ahead of me and not turn on a turn signal. And I will just, it's, I, it flips a switch and I'll just be like, nice fucking turn signal, asshole. Like, and it just, it's just like Jekyll and Hyde. I just, it is a major pet peeve of mine. I cannot help it. Um, it just happens. And then I'm fine. I just go on. Um, yeah, but I'm, but it's better. I, I better? drive, you just I drive said, better. I just drive better. It was worse. I rage. Yes, I rage okay. more. The more that you say it, the less I believe you. I'm just gonna no, say I, that. I, I rage in the car more, but I drive better. I haven't. I've only had two speeding tickets in the last twenty plus years, and in my defense, I got those within twelve hours. Wow. So technically, I'm counting that as one. Still recounts as one. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I am an incredibly passive and relaxed driver 99% of the time. I am too. I, I'm normally the first person that's like, all right, you know, go ahead. You're fine. You know, if some, somebody puts on their turn signal ahead of me, you know, in a multi-lane, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, go right ahead. You're fine. I have definitely gotten um, very vocal <laughs> at people before driving because there's just sometimes you just got to yell at people doing dumb shit. See, that's I, I only yell in the car, though. I don't. Because I don't want to, like, take it outside of the car. This is a for me thing. I don't, because I feel like taking it to the next level where I'm actually actively yelling at that person or getting their attention. That's, to me, that's that's a step too far because now I'm making it their problem. The windows are out, but I'm yelling. It, it It's very rare where I actually yell at someone out the window. It's only happened maybe a few times. And usually it just ends in the middle finger. No, oh no, absolutely not. No, no, more from them than me usually, but usually. I don't think I've, I've, I can count on one hand how many people I've, people who've gotten legitimately pissed off at. Like, it is not a common thing. Well, you're still a young man. Makes uh, a good point. A couple, a couple weeks, no, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, um, my daughter and son-in-law were down visiting with my granddaughter. And I'm riding with them. They're driving because there's no way they would all fit in my car with a car seat. And we're sitting in an intersection and there's a gas station. Or there's a guy that pulls up and he's like making motions as we're sitting at this intersection at this red light. And um, I look over and I notice he's kind of like making this motion like he wants my son-in-law to kind of like pull up or back or either pull up or back up enough so that he can pull past him into the gas station next to him. And uh I was like, I think he wants you to, I get, 
his attention. I, I think he wants you to back up so we can get in. The guy's honking his horn and being a little animated. And so he backs up, lets the guy in. Guy pulls in, gets into the gas station. But instead of going over to like the gas station, he kind of pulls in and just stops and gets out of his car and starts walking over to our car. Ooh. And you can tell he's like cussing and stuff. Well, at this point, I'm, I'm looking at him like, okay, you know, we have to make decisions now. What are we going to, how are we going to handle this? Well, I don't look over and see what, uh, what my son-in-law is doing. Cause I'm about to turn to him and then I'm about to lie. Like, you know, we just need to go ahead and you know, the lights, the lights, turn in, yeah, the lights turn in, let's just get out of yeah, here. Yeah. But I, I, meanwhile, my, my, my son-in-law made a different choice. Um, <laughs> he, uh, oh, he, okay. he, he paused while the, while the light was still green. He paused, flipped the guy off and then started to pull forward. This made the man angry. And so he ran up and as we're pulling by, he punches the side of the car. Um, I don't think he did anything to the car, but I'm pretty sure he probably broke his hand because he hit oh, right, he, like he hit hand. right on the A pillar. Mm. But uh, yeah, good. see, that's that's just not my thing. That's that's I, I I don't flip people off. I don't I don't want that confrontation. The rage is just for me in the moment. I mean, that's usually what it is for me. There's just been a few times, usually just like, oh god, just like on the highway. Usually, shit. <laughs> I'd rather give someone space, always. Oh, no, that's fair. Except for those assholes. I, 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 no, 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 no. I am usually fine. But those people, when you can tell, like, you, when you, you, ever, you know how they'll, like, close a lane. Oh, this is turning and so, into old man corner. And that, no, this is, ra- uh, this is road rage cast now. I'm, I'm hijacking <laughs> it. <laughs> I, Haleon saying, oh, no, no, no. I only get pissed off at a couple things. Oh, yeah. wait, you know what I forgot about? You know what I haven't mentioned? Bikers yet? Like Bicyclists, yes. Oh, right, I apologize. <laughs> I realize my, my disdain for bicyclists is just the annoyance of getting stuck behind them. I realize they have, they can, I'm happy they're out there. I'm happy they're doing their thing. They have the right of way. They're being perfectly legal in what they're doing. It just annoys me because I've got sh- shit to do and places to be, and they're keeping me from getting there. But no, when when they when they have like a multi-lane thing and you can see up ahead, there's signs, there's flags, you know, lane closed, begin to merge, you know, left lane closed, merge right, right? So everybody starts merging into that lane before it becomes down to us one. But no, 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 no. You'll have these assholes, these these pretentious, arrogant, selfish assholes that will go flying as fast as they can all the way up to where the merge com- ends. And then stop and throw on their turn signal. Like instead of waiting their turn, instead of just getting in like the rest of us, somehow they're more important than everybody else, and they should be able to rush up to the t- to the head. Of- no, they can sit there with their blinker on until the end of time. That's my opinion. And why do- are these cyclists not just on the sidewalk that doesn't exist? How dare they? Look, we had this conversation. <laughs> I feel like the ditch is perfectly acceptable. They can just ride in the ditch. If the ditch is a little deep or a little rough, they can just get the knobby tires, not the road tires. They can go in the ditch like the peasants they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. how dare they better themselves. Right? It's not a crazy position to take. I'm a reasonable man. They belong in the fucking dirt. <laughs> My favorite is I was just like looking along the side and like a block later, I was like, you know, they can't drive there. Right. And you're, you look at it and you go, yeah, they can't fuck them more or less. <laughs> look, <laughs> oh, I missed some shit. You guys <laughs> look, the conversations that happen in real life, just, you know, you got to be there for them. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> the ditch, they're not want a backseat drive hellion. The different driveways have like sometimes they've got more of like a gutter underneath them. Yeah, a culvert, and, a pipe. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you just can't go up there because it's like a sheer cliff, like solid foot or two. Well, then in that case, you pause, you stop, you wait for no traffic to be coming, and then you drive around and get to, around that driveway and then get back in the ditch like you where you dissolve. Yeah, but, it feels bad. All right, well, I'm going to steer us back to cars. See what I did there. Mm, um, I hated you just did that. <laughs> so in 1995, no, 96. Um, uh, yes. We traded in. Her, her geo tracker and got a brand new the only new car i have ever bought it was a brand new 1997 model because you know the models have to come you have to if you brand it the year the year after then that just makes it extra fancy yes it's the model year it was a 97 mercury tracer oh boy silver I do not listen. I do not know cars at all. I am very shocked that I can even have. You know it. what a Ford Escort is? Uh, kind of. Okay. Basically, the Ford the the Focus took the place of the Ford Escort. It was like the entry model Ford base, cheap, okay. simple at, at, conveyance. At, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, the Tracer was the exact same uh, crap wagon, <laughs> just with a Mercury badge and fancier, right? Like they came with special with with better options, like it had power windows. Ooh. Ooh. It had cruise control. Ah, we paid extra money to have a five disc CD changer put into the trunk. Ooh. Oh, in the yeah. trunk, in the trunk, because that's how you did it back then. Could you imagine? So wait, you're telling me if you're just sitting around, and you're going, you know, there's a Nickelback song that I want to listen. You have to oh. get out. And then go into your trunk and then be like, let me just slide this in here. If it wasn't one of the six, the six CDs that you already had loaded in there, yes. Ah. Because it held six CDs, so you could listen to any song on any of those CDs. But if it wasn't on one of those, you had to go and uh, eject the, the cartridge, change the CDs, and then put it back in. Yep. Mm. And it had like a little wired little remote, looked like a mini NES you you have posted a picture. It looks like the most car car that has ever carred. Yeah, it is. It is so bland. It is so boring. I'm surprised they ever sold it in any color other than beige. That, that <laughs> is how. Like it is. If beige was a car, that would have been the G, the Mercury Tracer. Uh, it was not a great car. It was so boring. But you know, that's fine. Yeah, it was what I what we could afford. And I drove that car for a number of years until I think it was ninety. No. It was 2000. It was 4th of July, 2000. I was driving home right before midnight. Uh, I had closed at the retail store I was working at. My wife and kids were out of town visiting their family, her family. So I'm driving home in a pouring rainstorm, just coming down in buckets. And I topped a hill and started to go down the hill. And the hill turned slightly, the road turned slightly to the left, but my car did not. And I went straight off into the ditch, rode the ditch until I hit one of those culverts you mentioned earlier where the, a little driveway goes across. And, my, and that car bounced over it, landed in the, in the ditch on the other side. And that, uh, that pipe had just pretty much turned the entire engine into origami, just folded it all the way back uh, right up against the uh, driver's compartment. And that was the death of that car. Oh. 
Yeah, the uh, our first car, I say R because I shared it with my brother, was a 93 Nissan Stanza that was tan and brown. And it Ooh. was an ugly car, but we took that thing all over the place. And it was through some shit. Like, it had tire tire go on the way to the beach the one year. Um, there was the one time my brother decided to try and hook up a speaker to the car. And the guys that did it just did it in a driveway and didn't know what they were doing. And they fried the alternator. What? Um, did they just, like, yeah. hook it up so badly? Yeah, it killed the alternator in that car. Were they trying to run, like, actual power to the speaker? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got this 50 amp uh, speaker. Let's just go. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like a great car, but it was a good car to have. And then it got totaled one day when my brother was going through an intersection and a guy who apparently had a, had been awake for a long time, like on a shift, like ran the, the red light and T-boned it. That was the end of that car. Shiny and chrome in the way to Valhalla. <laughs> well, you know... I really don't think there's any other way. When you're driving a real shitbox, that's the only way they technically tend to die. It's like they have to, like, go oh, yeah. out. You know, they have to go out a warrior's death. It's not like they they don't generally just, like, stop running and you just, you know, put them up on blocks or yeah. something for them to rust away. It's, it's not a car that grows old. Yeah, for, for whatever reason, somehow that always has to do something spectacular. I did have a friend, and I don't know what the absolute fuck was with that car. Um, because he, it only ran sometimes, and when it did, every single light in his dashboard lit up. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? We call that a Christmas tree. Yeah. He just slaps on the hood, he goes, there we go, it's running today. Nice. <laughs> I'm not turning this bad boy off until we're done. We're <laughs> just going to grab, like, Indian or whatever. <laughs> That's one of those, you, yeah, you, you pull into the place and you get out and you leave it running. You just lock the door because you're scared if you turn it off, it won't crank when you come back out. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was scared to get in that thing, but I was like, okay, if it crashes, I can, we're in the city. It will, like, I won't die. I can, I can go with this for a bit. It's the wildest thing. Oh, I remember I had a, I had a buddy. I was, uh, I was probably like about 21. And I had a buddy I worked with at the retail job who had the shittiest, most, I, I don't, I don't remember what the model of it or what the, the mate, it was a, um, it was a Subaru hatchback. So it was, it was two doors with a hatchback. It had, uh, a five speed manual transmission and three cylinders, a whopping three cylinders Wait. of power. So, okay. I don't know a lot about cars. Mm-hmm. How did that engine work? Did they just have like two cylinders going along on the end and then one at the the other? <laughs> yeah, you have two in line and then one over there. It's just, it's just a three cylinder in line. Uh, I I don't know. I I'm pretty sure one of them one of them was probably just there for show, kind of like you know one of the funnels on the Titanic, <laughs> because this thing like. It wouldn't go up hills very well. Uh, <laughs> Strong, a lawnmower is stronger than that thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. It, it was awful. Uh, and it was like it was it was just boxy. Like it, it looked like you put wheels on like a piece of Tupperware. Right. It looks like you, it, it looks like instead of driving it to work, you should be bringing your lunch in it. Um, <laughs> but the funniest thing was as shitty of a car as it was, he had 
a little he had just a, the most basic cheapest cd player you could imagine somehow macgyvered into it right because you got to have your tunes yeah while we were at work one night somebody broke into like half a dozen cars in the parking lot and for what and it stole shit and for whatever reason they decided that this this you know this shit single that he was driving that would be one of the ones they would break into so they busted out his back window and they not only took his stereo, <laughs> in order to get it what? out, they ripped off his entire dashboard. Ooh. So, like, oh all, my like, God. the speedometer and stuff was in, but, like, all the other controls, all the, the environmental, which meant the heat, because he didn't have air conditioning, the, the environmental control, the radio, all of that, just that whole panel just got ripped out. So he spent the rest of the winter sitting in his living room because he also had a shit apartment with a Dremel tool using wood and Dremeling and like custom making paneling to go to replace the front of the, his car. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, wow. it was such a piece of shit. Oh, I hadn't thought about that in years. Ben, if you're out there, God bless you. That's great. Um, I, the only true, true shit box that I personally feel like I ever owned. Like I said, that tracer was not great. But when my second wife and I got married, she came in to the marriage with a 97 Saturn S2 Coupe. Um, Saturn, yet another car, that a uh, company that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was black. Two-door Coupe. Didn't they make the worst vans available? Yes. Okay. No, I, that's all I can remember from them. <laughs> Just bad. This car... Was It was a little, again, another manual transmission, and she was perfectly happy with it until we got married, and then she realized she had the first mechanical issue with it. She went to get in to go to, to leave work one day, and it wouldn't go into gear, and she calls me all crying, so I drive out. She worked about 45 minutes from where I did, so I drive out there, and I take out, to take the console apart, and there was a little, the cable that came out of the transmission supposed to snap over the end of a little like a little ball joint uh, of the transmission stick and all there was supposed to be is a little plastic o-ring that locked it on well that ring had snapped in half so there was nothing keeping the cable from off the end oh yep they wouldn't sell me just the cable they want you to buy or they wouldn't sell me just this that ring they want you to buy the whole cable take it into the shop so they can replace take the whole the transmission out replace the cable and everything mm. well there's no fucking way i was going to do that so yeah. I put her in, um, I sent her home in my car, and I went and got me some big, thick, like, uh, centimeter thickness, uh, black plastic zip ties, put about a dozen on that bad boy, strapped it together, and drove it home. And at that point, she decided she wasn't going to drive that car anymore, so she took my car, and I drove that bad boy for about five years, and never had another problem with the transmission. Wow. Damn. That car was a piece of shit. It it the sunroof no longer worked. It leaked. The um the the electric doors the locks wouldn't work. The none of the environmental controls worked anymore. The matter of fact, the 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 it, the motor on the sunroof had gotten so bad that it just completely like it wouldn't even lock. So like if you were on a went over a big bump, the roof the sunroof would just kind of bounce open and close again. <laughs> Um, wow. Oh, it was such a piece of shit, but it ran and it ran like a champ and I could get like 38 miles per gallon out of that thing. And I didn't have to do shit to it. I didn't have to clean it. I didn't have to wash it. I just had them change the oil and it went until one day I went to get in 
and I was taking my older two kids back to their mom, and the house we lived in was up on a hill, and we were parked in the driveway. We went and got in the car, cranked the car up, and the sun is just coming right in our faces. So I'm like, hey, you know, I tell my girls, it's like, y'all just sit tight. I'm going to go run in the house and get y'all some sunglasses. I went in the house, got the sunglasses, and as I'm coming back out uh, the front steps, I see the car going down the driveway. Oh, no. This is a steep driveway. So I start take off running. I trip. I fall. I look I look up just in time to see that car go down the driveway, across the street, into my across-the-street neighbor's driveway, and plow into his brother-in-law's brand-new oh, uh, Volkswagen no. convertible. Ooh. His car was fine. Back bumper was uh, was beat up a little bit, but it was fine. Totaled the whole front end of that Saturn. Just caved it in. My girls were fine. They were fine. I think the emergency brake failed because it was still engaged when I got there. Um, it just gave up. I guess. I guess so. It was just like, nah, man. This is this has been too much. I don't have any more for this. Uh, and we matter of fact, that car was such a piece of shit at that point that we just do, we ended up donating it for the tax write-off. Like we got like a $150 tax write-off if we just donated it for scrap because it was going to cost us more to have it um, hauled to a scrapyard than the scrapyard would have given us. Wow. So we just took 150 tax credit to get rid of it. Oh, it was such a piece of shit, but, but it ran. And that's what, at that moment, that's all I cared about. It ran and I could, and, and it was reliable. Yeah. That's the more important part. Yes. And so I posted a picture. Imagine that except not at all shiny covered in dents and scratches. Um, for everyone else at home, this looks like a car car, but it only has two doors instead of four. It looks angry-ish. It looks slightly more aerodynamic than the Tracer. Yeah. Slightly-ish. Surely you've ridden in some shit boxes though, like your friend you were talking about. That's a, I, I am not nearly as sociable of a person as like you would imagine. It's very, yeah, it's, it's a lot of nothing most of the time. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, because I... Because I build car parts. I don't... Oh, yeah. As as I annoyed you by the end of me being like, oh, I built that tail lamp. Honestly, I, I did not find it annoying. If anything, I thought it was like, of course, Jade, you would do that. <laughs> I mean, literally everyone does, right? Yeah. I mean, of course, it, it completely makes sense to me. It, it, I didn't find it annoying at all. I just was just like, oh, that's you, you being you. Okay. Because <laughs> um, it was funny, because even you were sitting there going, oh, yeah. Oh, this person right here, they're actually my patient. They these people are like this and like I know yes. all of these things. Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. It's the the slight showy offy part of yeah. of when you're just having a conversation. Yeah, you just can't help but want to talk shop about yeah. what you do a little bit. Yeah, I get it. And I don't know if that was yeah, I actually need to sit down and think of any other unbelievable shit that I've driven or I've been <laughs> in. All right. I'm gonna post a picture. This is not my actual car, but this is pretty damn close um, to what my car looked like. Yeah, that's not the exact one, but that is pretty much the right color, almost, and definitely the right model. A very nice vomit group. Yeah, it's, I think the actual color is called Morning Mint. I feel like vomit's, I think, the, yeah, I was going to say it's more of a vent, mint than a vomit yeah. color. Vomit color's more, like, sickly looking than that. And then it had like a dark hunter green sh uh, pinstripes that ran along the edge, right there along the, where the hood where the hood meet the sun. Oh yeah, that is the most old man car ever. My that I got that car when I was fourteen because my parents were looking for. They knew I was going to need a car, but they were looking for a second vehicle that they could use to tow the boat when we went to the lake. 
So dad could drive his truck and pull the camper. And then I would drive my car and pull the boat. Had a bench seat. You could throw out a, uh, had that, that truck bed in the back. You could throw out a couple of blankets. Have yourself a nice little uh, picnic area. I'm using picnic in air quotes. Is this before the the idea of the, I forgot the name of the thing, the tailgate hell, the infinite tailgate? Oh, you mean where you go and, uh, no, well, I mean, I didn't do any of that anyway. Oh, okay. But you could use it for like, there, there were several times where we would go hang out in places and you just drop the tailgate and everybody's sitting in the back of your car. Yeah. Hanging out at the gas station. Drinking glass, drinking your glass cokes. cokes. Yeah. 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 No, no, by the time I was in high school, we had plastic bottles. <laughs> oh, okay. The, it was the glass ones were just when I was a kid. Mm. Oh, yes, back in 1872. <laughs> back, in, back in the 70s when everyone had their greaser haircuts. <laughs> yes, everybody was walking around with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in their sleeve looking like Schneider from one day at a time. Uh, go look it up, kids. Um, but I do still remember when your cans had the pull tabs. They weren't the pop tops like they were now. Like you actually had to pull the, the tab off and, and throw it away. So it would just leave like this little uh, teardrop shaped slit. So you would immediately cut yourself on then, right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the exact reason why they don't do that. Yeah. Like I still remember when oil cans were cans and you had to use the can opener, you know, conclude, you would put the two like holes in Like an actual can opener. Yeah, you oh, had to man. use a can opener, like to punch a hole. You punch a big hole in one side, a small hole in the other side to vent, and then you would take this little contraption, look like a nozzle, and plunk it down on top of the hole you made, and you would use that to pour the oil. And just hope for the best? It was fine. It worked out fine. It it got fancier when they started putting it in plastic bottles, with with because then you didn't need the little spigot thing. Yeah, because at that point, you just... You just say, just buy a funnel and call it a day. Yeah, everybody had a funnel. Yeah. Oh, I did have Back a car. Day, everybody had funnels. I had a car that burned oil so badly. I was refilling that sucker uh, maybe once a week. Ooh. And it was just like. That was a blue smoke special. <laughs> yeah, basically. Everywhere you went. Damn. Yeah. That bad oil, huh? Yep. Um, I Jesus. also. That car also the coolant got so fucked up. So okay, the coolant line had a T junction in the middle of it uh, to go to the top of the engine for no reason, basically to warm it up faster. Uh, which immediately gets which got sheared off because it's a piece of plastic. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I was gonna say I can't imagine that causing any problem. Yeah. So every like oh I don't know um, after that thing got sheared off every like week or so. Occasionally, they the car would decide to turn on that pump, and I would just lose pressure, um, or the engine temperature would just shoot up. Oh. I'd be like, "All right, I'm done." Every week, that would drive me insane. <laughs> yeah, so I just had a bottle of um, water for a while. It was summer, and then in the winter, I had coolant, and I was just like, "Yeah, I've got some of, I got some coolant. I've got oil, and I just top off whenever it needs it." Just have it in your <laughs> trunk. Just like two yeah. jugs that you just pour from. Oh no, backseat. Absolutely backseat. Oh, it, it needed to be that convenient. No one was sitting in the backseat. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was a Mazda 3. <laughs> that thing um, had an actual, it was a six cylinder, so it had actual pickup, but like, that's it. <laughs> that thing was an absolute ass. 
Is Alien just looking back at old pictures of his cars? Oh, sorry, I forgot Dreaming. I muted myself. <laughs> sorry, I was just I I, w- I was forgot I muted myself. But yeah, I, I was just saying that your your Mazda three had a uh, has its own hole in the ozone layer that it was that it made <laughs> just for itself for later. <laughs> yeah, just just it's it's like it belongs just to that. Uh, yeah the the uh, the coolant absolutely was fine. Like some small animals might have had a bad time, but it was normal. Yeah, it's fine. It only triggered when I was like parked or like in a drive-through or somewhere where I was just sitting there and I just see the the temperature start going up past middle and I'm like, okay, I'm pulling off. Don't care what's going on. Gotta fix this. It was something else dealing with that. Oh. Sounds like a lot of a pain in the ass. Once you get used to it, it's no longer a pain in the ass, which is not a great thing, but it is true. This becomes routine at that point. At that point, you're just figuring out, like, maybe if I just hook the hoses directly into the engine. <laughs> it just needs more needs yeah. more oil. Can I just, like, tube it? Yeah, I was going to say, you just end up, like, cutting a hole in the hood and running a, a garden hose directly from the oil from the oil and water and the intake, and snaked it out of the hood over to the side, and you just got, like, a funnel on the side of your door, and you're just driving along, and you see the, the heat go up, and you just crack open a thing of oil and start pouring it in, in the tube right there. It's just right up on the dash where you just hit like a pump a couple times and just squirts <laughs> yeah, there in. There you go. Yeah, see, you just convert one of your soap foamers into a into an oil pump, right? Exactly. Yes, I'm sure you'll pass uh, your uh, emissions inspection. Oh, we don't have those here. It's fine. Oh, mm. it's that's Michigan, David. <laughs> yeah, that's Michigan. Listen, I have driven past cars where someone fucking welded in sheet metal just directly on their grill. What? And I was like, excuse me, what is this? <laughs> and I was, I, I might be able to find that picture too. It was the wildest thing ever. I want to see that if you've got a picture. You don't even want to know some of the shit that, that I've seen around here. Uh, I was oh, leaving, I, imagine. I was leaving Walmart about a year, a year and a half ago. And as I'm getting in my car, I hear this sound and it sounds like, dragging metal and it's just getting louder and louder and i look and it's coming i see this like over like three lanes over i see this perfectly nice car driving you know driving along i want to say it was a lexus and it's just driving along rather slowly and then i see it turn to like when it gets to the end of the lane it turns like it's going to drive by the front of the store and its front passenger tire is missing it's just a rim what? And it's just just driving along, and I'm assuming they just what? maybe they had a problem, and I just watch him drive along the front of the store and turn and go back towards the tire and lube center. Just walk it and go in one direction and immediately go back around. <laughs> it's just like okay, like it it is leaving like this groove in in the pavement as it went all the way around. So I've posted a picture. Tell me that is not sheet metal just welded directly on that Look, grill. Sometimes. Oh, you know what? I've seen people do that too. Yeah, you just need Yeah, you sometimes you can't afford that fancy chrome bumper. But, you know, you still want to be able to run people off the road, so you just, you know, take some pig iron and you weld it together and put it to the front of your, of your pickup truck. That's, that is perfectly normal behavior. Yeah, I know somebody that put a grill on the front of their truck, like actually off of it was like a, a piece of sheet metal that had holes drilled into it to be a grill piece, and they just like put it on the front of their truck. 
Oh my God. What about those people that you, you ever have those where y'all live? Do you have the people that use their cars like an art piece? Oh yeah. It's um, we have one that has a lot of like um, pokey things going out of their car. It's really weird, but that's just how they're doing. Hmm. There's a local guy who's an artist, kind of like a folk artist who covers his car in all sorts of stuff. Let's see if I can find him. Uh, oh yeah. There's, there's one. Um, der, 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 der. there you go. Let's see this. This is one of the, he, he's had a series of them. This one's mild. Um, he's got one that's covered in it's, it's he's got one that's like completely covered in like cupie dolls and shit. That's weird. Weird. I, I never got it, but I'm also not going to sit there and be like, you're not allowed to. So I'll just sort of move on. Oh no. You know, just, just do your thing. Yeah. We got a lot of those, those sort of, Yeah. We also had a, a local company for years where the guy would dress up as a clown. You would pay him to dress up. He would dress up as a clown and he would go around and like deliver balloons. Party. Yeah. Just, you know, that, that's a normal thing. Yeah. He had a, uh, his name John Wayne Gacy by chance. No, but he had a Ford Bronco that was painted up covered in balloons. Huh? Oh, this is another one of his where he cut, he took a uh, truck and covered it in bottle caps. What? Covered it. Yeah, that's definitely an art piece. Oh my god. I I don't mind. Yeah. I I hope that guy has a good time. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. No, that's really interesting yeah. that he did that. It looked like pennies, but it's bottle caps. Yeah, you know, just expressing yourself. It's fine. It's just it's normal. Yeah. I mean, it's not normal, but it it's not uh, bad. Oh no. Right, because if it was if it was normal, then we wouldn't like talk about it. That's true. I don't know why I said normal. Maybe it's just my state of mind. I don't know. What does that say about me? Like, I wouldn't do it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. So I, I think the synopsis is pretty much everybody at some point, either through lack of resources or circumstance or just because that's, you know, where you were at that time, has, has had a vehicle that is garbage. So I actually do have a reason for why I still have mine, which is. Why would I get rid of it? It still works, right? Yeah. No, the AC doesn't work. Okay. See, that's that's that right there would disqualify that vehicle we're here. Because mm. if the AC doesn't work, that's that's a no-go. That's an actual killer thing, yeah. It's not over here. It's awful, but it's not like you can, you can live through it. Yeah. And I understand that mentality. I'm, the last car I had before this one... Yeah, if one of your guys' cars don't have heat, it would be pretty bad, but like... It'd oh, we'd be, get by. Yeah, you could get by. Yeah, it'd be perfectly fine. Like, I, yeah. I drove my last car for eight years, um, and I only got rid of it because it was getting to that point where I was scared that, you know, something was due, something was due to go bad on it at any moment because it, it had gotten so many miles and been so long that I was you scared. You could see the that, signs. Right. I mean, everything still worked. It was fine. It was a great car, best car I've ever owned, but I could just... I started having that that anxiety in the back of my head every day when I went out to get in, like, is this going to be the day it doesn't crank? Mm. And so I just figured it was time to upgrade and get something something newer, something, you know, quote unquote better. Because I live so close to my work, I can walk an hour to work. Like, so if my car decides to just absolute eat ass in the middle of work of a work day. Yeah. Like, I can live. It's it's annoying, but like not the end of the world. Yeah, that's not an option for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 20... I wouldn't mind if I didn't have to drive. It'd be like a 20, 25-minute uh, drive. It, or it is a 20 to 25-minute drive for me to get to work every day. 
So it'd probably be like a two hour walk or, or longer. Oh, it'd be way longer than that. Because it's, matter of fact, let's find out. It is five hours and 10 minutes to walk it. Oh, boy. Yep. That's the fastest route. That is. That's not fun. Over 15 miles. And most of it's uphill, 1,100 foot climb. And how about that? Uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah. And we were thankful. I'm not going to lie. I always thought that Del Sol was a cool little car. I had fun with it. I really liked that car. I wanted a Miata. I don't even know. I forget what a Miata even looks like. Okay, imagine the Del Sol, but without the hard top and flip-up headlights. Mm. I think it was a Mazda. I think I, oh, never mind. I know the car you're talking about now. That's a fun little one, too. Yeah, apparently they're pieces of crap. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. I can't even... I haven't driven one, though, so I can't really even comment. Oh, wow. That is my dad's pickup. Oh, what is it? Pretty sure. Is it an El Camino? No, I'm pretty sure this was the dead little pickup my dad had when um, he, he just used it to get back and forth from work. Because, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s, you, know, you had the whole gas crisis and every shit got super expensive. Yeah. And so he was just looking for an inexpensive truck to get him to and from work. And this was... Makes you know, sense. Kind of. Like... It, if you're worried about gas prices, you shouldn't get a truck, right? Well, probably not. There were truck type things that you needed. Oh, right? okay. Ah. You still need. I I have seen more than a few people who get trucks that don't need trucks, but that's a whole other oh, topic. We we had that conversation. I think when you were here, I was wholeheartedly in agreement with you. Yeah, my dad went through a series of like pickup trucks when I was a kid, but I can clearly remember for a couple of years he had a our pickup trucks basically always a shitbox car no not Depends new ones on the pickup truck yeah the new ones aren't okay because it feels like they fluctuate between absolute great and just garbage like there's just like a transition point where you're like well i've had this truck for 10 years trash well and like that's it <laughs> like growing up everybody Everyone, you know, a lot of farms in the community where I grew up. Um, so everybody's dad or granddad had that farm truck, right? Like my grandfather, it was like a 1978, a white 1978 Ford F-250, right? So it was just beat up, all sorts of dents in it. Tailgate, The tailgate's always bent. Like you tried to pull something too heavy or you tried a too heavy load and it bent the, the, bent the tailgate or the bumper. The back bumper would be like askew, like a little bit at an angle. But everybody had one and the things just ran like you couldn't kill them. If something broke on it, you could go to the junkyard and buy, you know, for pennies on the dollar, buy the replacement piece and work on it yourself. I don't think they're quite like that anymore. They're they're much more technical. Uh, my dad like didn't. Oh, my dad, yeah. my dad has a. Yeah, my dad has a, has a really nice um, full-size GMC pickup that he never drives because it's too expensive to put gas in it. And he had to park it for a long time because there was a piece that was – there was something on the inside that needed to be fixed, and it was going to be so ridiculously expensive. It, it wasn't until finally he met somebody who basically was a GM mechanic who, was, who would do work on him on the side who was willing to do it for like a third of the labor cost um, as long as dad bought the parts. So. You know, I think there's the, the your modern the whole problem with your modern cars is there's they're so much more complicated than they used to be. It's hard to work on them yourself. And and if and if you get one that's you know since they're so much more complicated, you get one that's got a couple you know one or two little things wrong with them, it screws the whole thing up. Depends depends on what's right. I do build car parts. 
Yeah. And okay. I do build fancy versions of car parts. Like, they're still just, like, the issue is that people don't know how circuits work. So, yeah, it'll be hard to figure it out. But look, if I have to hook my car up to, you know, uh, to Deep Blue to uh, to get to figure out what's going on with it, that's probably going to be way more money than I'm willing to invest in a repair. Uh, Yeah, I'll second that. Who needs to know what the CAN bus is? Oh, you just plug the thing in and then it works, right? That's all you need. Yeah, that's totally how it works. I just prefer the day. When when a light went on on your dashboard, you just pulled whatever corresponding uh, uh, fuse went to that light, so it wouldn't light up anymore, and you just kept going. How's your? <laughs> I am shocked that they did that. Actually, no, no, I'm not. Most of those old cars did die for that exact reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but you were going to get another fifty to sixty thousand miles out of it, probably. <laughs> as long as you just keep changing the oil, hey, as long as it runs enough, right? Yeah, just keep changing the oil and giving it gas. Yeah, you'll get there. That's see, that's that secret when you get those those shitbox beaters. Is just either you've got so little money in it that when it finally dies, it's no big deal, right? Because you didn't because you got no money in it, or it's gonna you, you play that that perfect. You're always playing that perfect balancing game of all right. I'm gonna spend sixty dollars to fix this thing, but I'm probably gonna be able to drive it another four or five months. And if I can get four or five months at it for this, you know, $60 or whatever, that's a good investment because I'm not going to spend $200 because if I spend $200, that's not worth it. Cause I could put that $200 towards a car payment on something that runs. So you're always playing that math of, are you willing to spend money on this to keep it going? Yeah, that that's not a fun game, but also my car is, I've had so much work done on this stupid piece of shit. So I'm like, it's, it's I'm in the... The when do I get just a new car and call it it? Oh, so so you're you are experiencing what it's like to own a Jeep. <laughs> no, I was wondering <laughs> if we were going to bring up Jeeps in this episode. <laughs> yes, I've not dealt with the the Jeeps are a piece of shit thing before. I've I've mostly seen examples. I haven't dealt with a Jeep myself. Nor have I. I will not buy one. I've I've known too many people that did. Or rather, they owned a Jeep. That they they basically spent time part time owned a Jeep. The rest of the time, it sat in the garage, in the garage, or in the shop. Got learn from past mistakes, right? <laughs> or other people's misfortunes. Yeah, Jeep is definitely not a brand I want to invest in. Honestly, I feel like Toyotas are a good brand. My my car that I've had has been run real good, and it's nearly twenty years old at this point. After I totaled that Tracer, I had a series of Corollas. Uh, I had I had three Corollas, and actually I ended up with four Corollas, and I only got out of that because when I went through my second divorce, uh, at the time that we got divorced, bef- before everything fell apart, she was trying to get me to buy her uh, a new Hyundai. And so when we were going Hyundai's through... Hyundai's are nice. They're nice. Yeah. So, so when we were going through the divorce, I went and Hyundai's traded... I went and took our uh, our Toyota minivan, traded it in, and I bought myself a Hyundai out of spot, partly out of spot. Hey. <laughs> oh, you want uh, Hyundai? Oh, I'm gonna and that Hyundai. was the best car I ever owned. Yeah, Mrs. J currently has a Hyundai, and I'm like, no, it's really nice, and I'm happy that you got it for you. So, mm-hmm. no reason to get rid of it. Nope. Listen, if you if you're out there and you're listening to this, all you know, six or twelve of you. If you if you're driving one of those shitbox beaters, as long as it still gets you where you need to go, 
And as long as it still runs and isn't costing you an arm and a leg, you just keep driving that bad boy. That's fine. You don't have to be fancy. I disagree. Yeah, fancy cars are just a money pit, really. Uh, so I disagree. You should always know when it breaks down, you will be safe. Well, that's different. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah, I said yeah, as yeah. long as it continually gets you to yeah. and from and it's not costing you constantly money. Now, when it gets to the point where it's a constant headache, then, yeah, you got to make a decision. But don't feel bad about that junk beater car as long as it's still doing what it needs to do and you just keep driving it. Yeah. No, I, I'm still happily driving my shit box. But if we need to, like, start driving for more than an hour, then we're using the nice um, Hyundai. And that's... And that's really how it works out, where it's just like, no, that car needs to do the dri- the long driving. My car, we will do all the short driving. Oh, no, I, I got to that point with with my Elantra before, right there about the last year before I, I got rid of it, where I needed to take a like a four and a half hour drive. And I'm like, I don't I don't know that I trust my car to do that. I just I, not that there was anything wrong with it. I just I, I was at that point where I was scared if if something was going to go wrong, it was going to be when I was four hours from home, and so I, I so I I felt like it was worth the couple hundred bucks to rent a car for that trip. Yeah, if if they hurt your car's a beater and you're not feeling, it, I would not take that on a long drive because then you just have a broken down car and you have to worry about towing it. Then oh no, if your if your beater breaks down far from home, you just give it a Viking funeral and stick your thumb <laughs> out. Yeah, it's like it's going down the glory. <laughs> Any other final thoughts you guys have? Not really. I'm kind of out of steam at this point and to be honest i'm not a huge car guy i could just only experience talk about cars i've owned really yeah i am not a car guy but i am learning things through osmosis which is a very weird sort of like place that i'm in where i'm like no i can talk about all these things don't give a shit though i'm sorry <laughs> i can i know enough and that's it and then i can call it a day i can look at an engine block and point things out that's roughly where i am at that bit goes up. Yeah. That's where the push water comes in and gets turned into boom, boom. <laughs> the push water. That's when I was go little, go that's, yeah, that's what my dad would call it. He's like, we got to, I got to go stop is... the truck and get some more push water. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'm, I'm good stopping here. If y'all are. Okay. This has been the ox unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Well, that's a thing that I've heard now. I guess I'll just head to Waffle House.